0: You're listening to Not Therapy with my therapist, here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast with Justin Keller. Jessica, how are you? Good. We're going to have a good conversation today about communication. Buzzword. Buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to start with the buzzword, right? Just for search engines <laughs> to I know. find us. I
1: know. We're going to start high level.
0: High level. Okay. So, you and a lot of your work is in working alongside of couples and just individuals in their relationships mm-hmm. uh, with others. And that can be coworkers, it doesn't have to just be in a situation of spouses yeah. and partners like that. Um, at to where would you rate communication as the problem in most relationships versus you know even over or around sex money yeah. like what where would you put that as how big of an issue is it in the relationships you see
1: I mean I would say that it's it's primarily a communication problem regardless of like what it mm. the context could be like right? it starts with it, that Yeah and it's just very like that's just what I I I would say I'm trained to work with people in the context of their relationships. I work with a lot of individuals, you know, and I do see some couples, however, um, I don't see as many anymore. Um, but whenever, or families, I do work with families too. Whenever they come in the door, when they come in, there's, there's, I mean, part of it is me just kind of going what circuits are out of place, right? And how are, how is everybody or how is each individual hearing the problem? Even just starting mm. there, you're, you can get so many different answers because communication is not just what we think we say, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's what we, um, we don't know we're saying. It's what we don't know we need to say. And it's also like perception and intent. That's mm. the biggest breakdown is how I'm intending you to hear what I'm saying. Be completely different than how you perceive what I'm saying. Yeah. So, right there, I mean, your, your communication, I would say, is fundamentally like the number one reason why people come in, even if they're saying it's the identified problem is something else more specific.
0: Yeah, and that's funny because most things in life we start with, oh, I'm, you know, uh, we start with what we can see. Yes not necessarily what the problem is in that and that's everything mm-hmm. and so it would be me coming in and saying like man it's just we just don't have that spark anymore in, in mm-hmm. our relationship I feel like I'm just too busy at work she's you've got yeah. all these reasons and then it goes back to how's the communication
1: mm-hmm I mean and it's just I would say that it's even if I'm not necessarily using the word communication yeah right it, it what's occurring is the same thing that's happening outside of the the room you know? Yeah. Do you know what i mean so it's it's just very present um and it can even happen with me right i could misinterpret or misperceive something um
0: well you and you i know. have talked about this so. all the time where that's i mean i'm so big on <laughs> word meaning mm-hmm. of the, the meaning word of and the words yeah and i i was with someone recently and having a conversation and I had to say back to them, I'm like, you, yeah, you, you use this word, yeah. Did you mean it like that? And mm-hmm. they said, well, I meant this. And I was like, okay, that to me would be something different. Yeah. So just, I'm glad I You're asked. Just like cause checking, Cause, right? Yeah, because yeah. I would have taken it. And you sure. talked about perception and intent. Yeah. And so I think let's just start with. I think that's a great starting point to just talk about. To me the components of communication. Like mm-hmm. instead of, you've already talked about, it, it's also a hearing problem and it's perception intent. Mm-hmm. Like let's just kind of talk about what you would say the components of communication are. Okay. Because it's not a one-way thing.
1: Yeah. So I'll just, you know, spitfire this. It's yeah. not like, you're am going to get a textbook and be like, this is exactly what these components are. So in my experience and what I know to be true, we all have a different like, make and model our body, our brain, our, you know, this, this, um, the way that we process information is all also based on these different nuances that we don't have control over. Like so, what? Like how you were raised. So nature yeah. versus nurture, like we're not, we're not blank slates when we're born. You know, we, our parents do not impose everything on us and create us to be right. It's it's more intertwined, interwoven too. Um, some genetics and temperament, and um, and then also the environment that you're in, right? Yeah. And when we're raised in a consistent environment of care and love, and um, when I say consistent, think about 40% of the time. It doesn't even have to be 80% of the time. <laughs> you would call that consistent? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the research on, you know, what, what, it, uh, what it really takes to create secure attachments and relationship is that we don't need to be perfect, but we just need to be available more than we're not and more consistently than we're not to, you know, the cues of call it a newborn or, you know, um, children. So,
0: but it's a lot less than like just even that alone is interesting to me because Mm -hmm. we do kind of easily default to this all or nothing at least like 90% perfect mentality, let's call it and i'll never forget hearing um child developmental psychologist on on the podcast mm-hmm. she she said even if it doesn't the the secure attachment doesn't come from you mm-hmm. the dad doesn't come from the mom it could come from grandma it can come from it someone it could come else. from a teacher yeah. it just needs one yes
1: <laughs> we just need one yeah. yeah yeah and you
0: think about that person is probably not even in their life that much mm-hmm. but it's okay so that influences mm-hmm. How, yeah. how we bring in and right. compute what we hear.
1: Yeah, and then what happens along the way and how, how others around us also respond to it or like the messages I think that we receive. So the yeah. other thing too is like things need to happen also consistently in a negative way for the most part for them to show up in a negative pattern or a negative default and like maybe call it, mm-hmm. you could have a secure relationship and then experience some sort of a trauma or, you know, um, uh, my parents divorced when I was 13 or 14. So I went through definitely this, well, everything I thought was stable is now no longer at all how I thought it yeah. was. So that can also like shift you into, um, that instability or that lack of trust or, you know, um, questioning, right. Yeah. Um, insecure. Type relationship or more anxious, and also I'll, I'll say this too because I always think it's funny. But, um, <laughs> we like to think, like, oh, if it's not one thing, it's your mother, right? That puts a lot of pressure <laughs> on mothers, right? I've never so heard that. Have you never heard that? No, okay. so wait, what yeah, is the just saying? It's a running joke like, if it's not one thing, it's your mother,
0: <laughs>
1: uh huh. Yeah, so I mean, I have clients who come in, into and I've been here as well as a client, um, where. It was really disruptive for me to acknowledge the pain that that existed because of maybe something that my mom didn't know was, you know, what was harmful to me. Maybe she was just taking care of herself or like in her own, you know, doing the best that she could. And I grew up in a small town, so there was also like not as many resources yeah. when it comes to you know mental health or therapists or things. And so we can believe that oh these things are personal, they occurred to me like i I don't know, like, um i might I must have done something to deserve that, or yeah. um or yeah, so it can just be really hard to go, well, I had a good childhood. like my parents were really there. like there wasn't anything like super traumatic, like you know, they didn't hit me, like there just there weren't things that were I don't know when you when you measure them against maybe someone else's story that sure. has more tragedy to it um but i have clients who come in they're like i just everything was good everything was fine right and then as you start kind of talking understanding you're like oh wait maybe i i interpreted you know some of that behavior or maybe my mom's anxiety as if like yeah. i was getting it wrong or there was some need for me to perform to be loved right this condition yeah. and it can also be you know another caregiver or another parent for sure um yeah but yeah.
0: So you're, you're saying, though, that that influence, like the past, mm-hmm. um, is a pretty important factor and component of how we then probably respond, mm-hmm. both hear and respond. Or what would, how would you say that?
1: Yeah. So, like, um, you know, we file things away mm-hmm. and we don't have access to all of your brain power even choosing how you want to respond or how you want to believe in something, no matter how much knowledge you receive, you know, um, there's still pathways that I don't know are, um, blocked or think of it like, you know, that, um, ignored closet, right. That you just like shove everything into and like, um, (laughs) don't open it. Um, so that, then can create like those automatic responses. Our brain just wants to be efficient. Like it wants to preserve power. So if it knows that it has a script or a way of doing something, it's just going to automatically pull that Think about like it just pulls that file. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm feeling, um, I don't know, like it's all up to me and I'm having to like do all of the things at home plus X, Y, Z, then I might, there's likely a belief in there, too, that compounds that, that says, because it is kind of true, that as a as a kid, it was up to me to, you know, kind of figure out how I needed to be or, you know, uh, what would make someone else happy. Like, I was just already kind of naturally sensitive to those things.
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting the sense. way you said that, the two would be this progression of, how and again even when you think about communication that's why it's so layered it's so complex because (laughs) i just i'm like say the right words (laughs) Uh but you have to go back to and this is why i'm glad we're kind of doing this like like we are here which is you just hit on past influences and i saw whether you meant to or not it connects to this dot of that's going to form a belief Mm -hmm. in me yeah. that I'm going to, whether I consciously or subconsciously inherit, mm-hmm. carry into yeah. communication yeah. and and the way I hear things being said, whether it sparks the, I need to defend myself, I'm mm-hmm. not safe, or this is safety, right? Mm-hmm. Is that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So also, um, which is kind of interesting about the brain, that the occipital lobe is like back in the, what we call like your primal
0: mm-hmm.
1: monkey brain. It's the brain it's part of the brain stem, and so even our visual cues can trigger our limbic system because again the primal brain is in control of your fight, flight, freeze, or can like give in um, so an
0: example like when you're speaking in terms of you're yeah. in terms of even communicating mm-hmm. with each other
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. if
0: I cross my arms, like even that visual cue might trigger to someone mm-hmm. like, oh, I remember my <laughs> You know, my teacher who never really listened to me when I said I was struggling or whatever. Most of yeah, the time it's that. like
1: it could it's gotta be for the most part, unless I think you're just really walking around like very, very, very unaware of yourself. Um, <laughs> which it does happen. <laughs> there um, are people road out ra- there. That road do rage that. could be one <laughs> one example of this. Um, uh, but um, most of the time it happens in your closest connection. So mm. so where there's, you know, greatest risk too you know, in in being, whatever it is, misunderstood, um, um, hurt, um, emotionally, right? But the primal brain, it doesn't distinguish between emotion and physical threat. Yeah. You know, we know that like there's a difference between like, there's a bear over here, and I don't know, I didn't like the way my husband sighed, you know, but at the same time, like the brain sometimes can go, you know, oh no, right?
0: Yeah, I was gonna. They're grab the it. same. I'm, I'm <laughs> grabbing a camera saying. to take a picture of the bear.
1: <laughs> yeah, <you're>, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that it doesn't necessarily distinguish in the moment, but the more aware you become about, call it like your story or those like hidden beliefs, or um, you kind of we've talked about this uh, like emotional agility. Yeah. Right. If mm-hmm. you can. If you can learn some emotional agility, some skills that at least get you to go, whoa, hold on. This reaction feels way out of place yeah. for this thing that's occurring right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something more here that I is for me to know first before I just run with this belief or this story or this assumption, right? Okay. That that it's um, more than it is, or I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, no. What's the first and the first thing that you said that stood out? It, it sparked again. We're going to probably reference guys like Terry it's real, like many times. Um, but I remember in, in the books, right here, us. He said something like, "Relationships are risky and they're not safe." Or yeah. I don't know if he said it just like that. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. You know, but anytime you have to basically expose yourself and and be vulnerable to yeah. the situation, mm-hmm. so which leads me to the thing that you just said, and I think would be worth to get into as a component of communication is there's more for me to know, mm-hmm. and let's just park right there. There's for, like
1: more to know, but not to get lost in. I just want to also put that there too.
0: But to me, it sparked the. It like, I guess, says put down the weapon of Mm -hmm. assumptions. Mm -hmm. You know, when you said there's more for me to know Mm -hmm. as a, uh, to me, understanding is like the way that every situation of in communication where you feel like you either want to be heard or need to understand, like hear them, Mm -hmm. understanding there's more to know, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so...
1: Yeah. There's more to know, and we're not always the one to really fully get it for the other person. Like, yeah. I also think we need to relieve mm-hmm. ourselves and anybody listening, or, you know, even your partners, the people you love, or parents, whatever, relieve them of needing to get all of it. They can't.
0: What do you do with that? Let's, because that, you just, I want to make sure as we're doing the, having these conversations together that we,
1: you don't make an assumption.
0: Yeah. Cuz <laughs> it only makes the ass out of you and me. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> right?
0: But I want to make sure that we you know go make that something that I could think about through mm. my days and my relationships because even now when you said that I'm 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 thinking about what do you what's a, what's a practical example of okay, I don't have to fully know. Mhm. To hear or to understand, like is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Let's like so help me.
1: Think I mean, that. Uh, maybe I'll just give like a an example. Think of it like this: like Rich does home financing. I do. I do. I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. So he's on the phone nonstop. Like whatever his stress is, I don't want to know it. And what my stress is, like. He could try to attempt to know it, but he can't ever fully know it. Okay, does that make sense? Like yeah. that, right? And you,
0: and you sort of resolve to yeah. to that. after, yeah, you know,
1: somewhat. Yeah, for sure. Like my head still will go to you know, I don't know how come I can multitask and blah. blah. You know, my head will still go like you know to certain. Era, yeah, but you've places, become you've but,
0: come to a point in the relationship where you understand there are there are essentials and are like non-negotiables for us to Mm -hmm. make sure we have an understanding together and then for good communication to be there. Yeah. And there are other things where we just need to be supportive without maybe full understanding.
1: Yeah. I mean, and also just like, even just saying like, you know, I, my, okay, so this is what I feel like happens a lot and I may go down a rabbit hole so just pull me back if I do. Kay. But I feel like what's going on a lot now is this is how I feel. Yeah. And and that's it. Like that's where it stops. Like this is how I feel. And this is what I need you to know. Yeah. And these are the boundaries that I need to have. Yeah. And this is the way that I want to live my life. And and I'll just tell you that like I I struggle cuz I love I love my independence. I love like not having to be on a schedule or, or I don't know, um, be able to be more flexible or like feel like I'm more my self. I can tend a little bit more towards a selfishness sometimes. Um, so I, but what I, what I think is problematic is that that's where it stops. And so then we get into these like, but I need you to know that this is how I feel. You know, and this is what I need, and these are the boundaries that I need. And so we have two eyes, and there's no pathway to the bridge you would talk to- about would be to us, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And so when you even when you were describing, you have, which I love the way you set that up on, You know, I need this. I feel this. Mm -hmm. This is the boundary I need to have because there's so much of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like the pendulum has kind of swung toward extreme on on that.
1: It's like a toxic individualization in a way.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, so I guess to to kind of go off of this, what would be a, a component of communication would be would it be the understanding of, the us like versus mm-hmm. just the desire to protect the I in hmm. the me in the situation mm-hmm. or what?
1: Well, I mean, gosh, I go to, I'll go one place first. So whenever we are reacting, you could be in fight, flight, freeze mm-hmm. or acquiesce, like given mode, which is again that, you know, it's that knee jerk reaction And that gets set and that starts happening before you even know you're doing anything. Okay. Um, Whenever you're in that, you you likely are gonna be an I. Because you could be in, there's danger, whether it's emotional, physical, you Mm. know. Um, But like I said, it doesn't distinguish necessarily. So if you're in that space and you know, Again, the buzzword is like if you feel triggered or if you feel activated. Like that's kind of another way yeah. I like to say it, right? Um, but that, I think that's what a lot of people mean by that. Um, when you feel a rush of something, then you can go, okay, um, it, it's an acknowledgement. Okay, I'm, I'm reacting. Something's going on. What was this remind me of? What's have I felt this before? Those Mm. are two good questions. Cause your brain is fully primed to go and like grab something. Cause what creates a new neural pathway is memory with an emotion in the here and now, and then the ability to like connect those two and make a new choice. Like that's what
0: setting a new direction. That's what creates that can create a new neural pathway. And
1: that's like the most simplified form to say it. Sure. Dan Siegel is the um, guy to go to for that. But um, We just talk layman terms here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, if if you're just running an automatic track, or what I like to call the default mode, then you've got to have an opening to have some awareness to be able to see and observe. Yeah. Is this a real threat, or could this be something else, or am I worried about something else happening? You know. Um, hmm. And whenever you can do that, then you have your your. I guess you're really more so connected to like your own will, your own like free will, like choice to say, like, what's the next best thing to do? It could be, you know, take a 20 minute kind of break, like get away from whatever is like overstimulating, you know, and they say that it takes about 20 minutes for your fight or flight system to kind of normalize. And I like to think of it as like you're turning down a volume knob. Like you don't need to go all the way to zero from full blast. But you just want to think about you're like turning that down.
0: Well, and you, when you're in such a heated moment, Mm -hmm. the target's different than when you're calm.
1: Absolutely. And that makes me
0: think about how it's important to, like I even do that with London, where mm-hmm. I'll step away, and I just tell him I need, yeah. I need to step away. I'm getting frustrated, mm-hmm. and because the target has moved from from um, collaboration and to like power along struggle, probably to like a po- yeah. yeah, to like I, I have to prove I'm dad right yeah. now, yeah, yeah, and it doesn't bring out the best in me, right? And so that would be, I feel like, you know, as we're thinking through this, you know, knowing and recognizing that there's. There's going to be some shit that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And then being able to get yourself back aligned to like what is the target here would mm-hmm. be sort of what I'm hearing yeah. from you too, which is, okay, Do is the target prove that you what you have to say is the most important thing right now? Yeah. Terrence Real says you can either mm-hmm. be right or stay married. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, this isn't even, you can, to me, you could say you can either stay right or keep your job. Yeah. You can either stay right and have friends.
1: (laughs) And it's like in my house, I say it all the time, you can be right or you can have peace. Which one do you want? Yeah. You know, because my son is like, no, this is the way that it is. Like, he's very like kind of rooted in right or wrong. And my daughter's like, whatever she feels in the moment. And so it's just like combative. Do you want to be right or do you want to have peace? And I think that that goes you know, I can learn, I, I hear myself say that to them and I'm like, okay, right. Like I'm also need to check myself. Like, am I, where am I at with needing to feel right? And that's typically a signal that you don't feel heard.
0: Yeah. So what do you do with that? Because I think the, just saying something like the target isn't protecting yourself Mm -hmm. or standing up for yourself, you know, um, Could be misconstrued, yeah. Right. So, when the if the target is bridging this gap between you've got I and I Mm -hmm. on any equation of communication because that involves the two people. Yeah. So, what is? How do you? What do you think is a good way for people to identify what the target is, and then Mm -hmm. making having the ability to to see you know, kind of in the right order yeah. on like, w- how do you still get heard? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So we like you, if you can observe and um, observe yourself in the moment and, and then take those pause or take that break, kind of see where you're at. Right. Yeah. Kind of like what we were just talking about. Then I think what can also be really beneficial is like writing out a lot of people verbally process. So I, I'm sure anybody listening and I know I probably do this. You probably I don't know. We all probably do this at some point or have other people who do where you need to talk about all of these things in order to actually kind of like get to what it really is about. Or mm. it could start with like, well this happened and then that happened and they did this and then, you know, it sounds like it's like going it's it's um the problem's all outside of you. And then, you know, it can kind of start to shift and You know, you could start with anger, it's another way to describe it, Mm -hmm. and then you could like feel yourself kind of settling into more like, now there's disappointment, now there's sadness, maybe there's some fear there, right? So typically like those reactive emotions are anger, frustration, agitation, things like that. Like those are typically right on the outside, on on the surface. Mm. They're they're a signal, that there's probably like a thread there you could kind of pull and find something else it's a lot more, um, it's a heavier weighted, right? It's like attached to something else, Yeah. you know? So I think we all also have a, they call it, um, unconscious organizing principle. Okay. It's just like a baseline belief that, um, typically is not positive because the mind also is attracted to negative information. Um, cause that's what helps it prep and stay safe. Right, so kind of evolutionary speaking. So, someone like my organizing principle could be like, um, uh, like it, it's up to me. Well, and mm-hmm. the, it's up to me. You might even go, well, I'm alone.
0: Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I'm not saying that's mine. Um, yeah,
0: right, but you're. You know, like, giving an example of what yeah. an organizing principle would be for somebody. Could yeah, be,
1: or it could also be like. Um, uh, so uh, kids who, um, around like five and six, right? They're, they're so four or five, six, they're so egocentric, right? It's all about, it's really all about them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of my favorite ages too, um, because they're like, you know, my friend, Johnny, you've, you've, you've no do you know, Johnny, you know, Johnny's mom, you know, no, I don't, I don't know who that is, but you're talking to me as if I was there with you on the playground. I don't know. Um, but anyways, that egocentric state <laughs> is, um, if there's a problem, they're gonna, they're gonna think, oh, I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you could be arguing about, I mean, I don't know who was supposed to pick who up. And the kid could be like, well, that they're arguing about picking me up. So I must be what you're arguing about. So like, I must be causing you both to argue. Yeah. Okay. So when, when that happens consistently, I'm saying consistent, not just one time, but not even just three times, but like really consistently consistent patterns. without kind of that like validation or acknowledgement, like, oh, you're no, we, we love you. Like we're here. We, we see you. We're just. You know two adults working this out and just like you argue on the playground sometimes adults argue too you know if they're not getting that information they don't know so a lot of us didn't get this information because we didn't know yeah or our parents didn't know or they again there was something else in the way it wasn't intentional yeah you know so so Mm. um uh so yeah so that organizing principle gets set in stone whenever there's this reinforcement of that belief. So, and so it,
0: does that sort of create that default mode in your reactions in yeah. conflict or misunderstandings, even it at can, a base level? Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because, you know, I kind of started with how do you get to what this is really about? I, yeah. I defined it as more like what's the target, but that's mm-hmm. probably just a man talking like this. Yeah, what's absolutely. The target? What like, how do we fix you? it? How do we fix <laughs> yeah. it? Like,
1: I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: in, in your words, getting to what it's really about, mm-hmm. um, you know, you hit on the. I guess like all of these things that can be happening, they're they're happening in an instant too. Mm-hmm. It's not like we get to know like okay, now this is because of my, you know, yeah parents now this is because of if we don't get to know it just happens and it's a lot of times it just
1: happens and then you're in it and then now you're trying to figure it out while you're in it yeah and then there's pressure there because what happens too is that we make meaning out of it if i'm feeling this miserable in my marriage does that mean that like that's not gonna we're we're not gonna make it you know or if i'm um I don't know. This dissatisfied with my career because of like certain changes or transitions or whatever. Having a new baby, like all different types of things, right? Yeah. Then I must not know where I'm going in life. You know what I mean? Like it. It just when it you have that, to this just like extreme. Yes. Uh huh. Then the anxiety mindset. can set in of like, now what does this mean, right? And so that takes us out of the present moment, out of the what's really happening that we can. Maybe like have some control over. Yeah. Right? And a healthy amount which says, what's my part? You know, what's my part? So if we go back to the I, like this is how I'm feeling, this is what I need, this is the boundary I, you know, have, or this is how I need to, whatever. We go to that um and kind of go, how do we get how do we how do we bridge that gap, right? then you talk about the target. I like to think about uh, I need like a you need like a good gut punch, right? Like mm-hmm. there's something within there's something that will motivate all of us <laughs> to gain perspective. And it's like mm-hmm. it's a good gut punch, right? Like you can't deny it. Like it just take it knocks the wind out of you. Um so an example would be the how I found out about Terry Real is he wrote or there's a book called um how not to hate your husband when you have kids okay he didn't write the book but he's referenced in the book and by the way that's a brilliant title um and it's a it's a very good book it's not a man bashing book at all it talks about like you know the ways that as women we've also encouraged this culture of feeling alone so um so anyways terry real talks about with this couple the woman who's writing the book they're arguing a lot in front of their daughter and um and he at one point says like is is your anger more important than your daughter
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he has her pull out a picture he has yeah he has a mom pull out the picture of her daughter and i think she's like eight years old or something and 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 he says anytime your rage kind of like overcomes you and you just want to like criticize or you know get into an argument with your husband in front of her i want you to pause i want you to step away i want you to pull out this picture of her and i want you to tell her that right now my anger is more important than your safety
0: yeah that's a good punch, right doesn't
1: that just like i mean it like it's like a little more than a than a a gut punch right it's it's
0: the thing that you get to look in the mirror and and you just see it talking back at you saying you're really selfish (laughs)
1: yeah yeah like and if i'm actually gonna say yes in this moment
0: that's what i'm saying to to give yourself permission to do that
1: yeah exactly and it could be that i don't know maybe there's something that would in that moment say for this brief moment in time this is more important i don't know that to me has to be some sort of physical safety type thing but like but just to be able to have that confrontation with yourself because you know how much you love your child or you know how much how passionate you are about your you know your job, or how much you care about your friend, right? Um, if you can, if you can shift the perspective to be um, what matters the most to you about that situation in a way that causes you to go, "Whoa, am I okay with this outcome?" Then I think that's where we can organize ourselves in a way to say, "Okay, how else can I handle this?" Yeah. Versus just in this reaction, it's not saying like sweep it under the rug and like don't have that conversation it's just saying mind your reactions as much as you can
0: there's this is appropriate i feel like first of all saying getting back to being able to have the f- the foresight to make a judgment call and say mm-hmm. i'm not okay with this how how this is going to turn out the thing about most of us at some point let's call it mid 30s at least mm-hmm. I mean, shit, you can realize this earlier, but, sure. but at some point we've seen enough of these situations play out in our lives yeah. where we know what the story is going to be if we mm. if we take this turn in or that turn yeah. in in the moment of the conversation, right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'll, but you talk about also like asserting yourself mm-hmm. i'm going to read this this is I, I, again there's going to be a number of books i feel like that are consistently yeah. um, fitting but this is again anthony DeMello from mm. awareness but many wrongly assume that not having feelings like anger and resentment and hate means that i do nothing about a situation oh no oh no you are not affected emotionally mm-hmm. but you spring into action you and I um, become very sensitive to the things and people around you. What kills the sensitivity though is what many people would call the conditioned self. Hmm. When you so identify with me that there's too much of me in it for you to see things objectively with Hmm. detachment. It's very important that when you swing into action, you be able to see things with detachment. Mm -hmm. But negative emotions prevent that. Hmm. And that sort of to me, double down doubles down on the statement of stepping away for a minute, mm-hmm. like that big even of uh, the big deep breath before yeah. responding, yeah changes what you might say. Yeah, or just, just
1: like feeling your feet on the ground, you know, even just like you know, f- connecting to that can be yeah. a pause in and of itself to just like slow down this automatic you know, system that you have that's working on your behalf, right?
0: What I like about where this kind of has gone is the when you think about layers to what creates, you know, good communication, Mm -hmm. I think it's not often easy for us to look and say, hey, there might be a lot of other stuff coming at me that I don't even know. I didn't even choose, Mm -hmm. maybe. And so as much as I want to be heard need to be heard like right now i might be the one in the way Mm -hmm. and yeah
1: and can and and what do you need in order for that to be a pause that could lead to a new action or just a little bit more openness like what what do we need in order to be able to show up for ourselves in that way i think is also it's like another kind of nuance to it, right? So for me, I think that's that's an internalized like I call it like a soft place to land inside, so hmm. self-compassion. Like you've got to have compassion to, for yourself. You've got to have not just like this, you know, cozy, comfortable like that you can just kind of go get lost in part of yourself, but a, a part of yourself that says like you're safe, it's okay, and um, and like I've got you. Like, we, and a lot of us don't recognize we don't have that. We just have the, you know, the hard, um, critical, you know, kind of shaming, you know, place that we go to inside whenever we're like, should I have messed up, right? Or
0: yeah. or now
1: how do I get myself out of this one? Well, you know, you know, the. A lot of times it's like, um, here you go again. Or, you know, why do you always have to F that up? Or, you know, can't you just get anything right? Like, I think we all know when <laughs> when that voice is louder, right? Yeah. And so, again, that to me is just a way to say, you know what? Like, there can be a cast of characters. You don't know, have multiple personalities. But there can be a cast of characters, right? And the one who's showing up being more critical or has a harsh stance is just trying to protect you. So shift it and say, thank you, that's it. Like, thank you, thank you for trying to protect me. And like, I, you know, um, I, what I know to be true is that, um, uh, anytime I've like, I don't know, messed up or if I just acknowledge it and own it, and then say how can i make amends or what what can i do differently or you know just show that you're willing yeah you know to acknowledge that really hard difficult thing about yourself right <laughs> then you can shift and feel again that positive kind of like that harmony starts to come back into play like it's not about being perfect you know it's
0: the hard thing is that the way it seems to work and mm-hmm. so far at least and this is again personal experiences biases too so maybe it's wrong but the someone has to choose to go first Mm -hmm. and let go first i guess is a better way to say it someone has to choose to let go of the me and the i first to say hey as much as i need to be heard right now Mm -hmm. i i know you're feeling really misunderstood right now so let's start there Mm -hmm. and it's I've never seen it fail me to let someone else go first,
1: mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't mean that they've always taken the time to understand me. Sure. But it's, I've always felt better about myself. I've mm-hmm. laid my head down at night mm-hmm. on the pillow and slept better knowing, yeah. okay, I at least took the effort and the time yeah. to see where th- where they were at first. Sure. And it doesn't mean I always agree or always even respond right to that. Yeah. <laughs> But that to me would be as you're as we kind of wrap this up, would be looking at a starting point for some of our communication issues would mm-hmm. be just realizing there are a lot of things that are influencing you that yeah. are going to cause reactions that maybe you're not going to be proud of mm-hmm. and you don't even like about yourself um, the, there's there's ways to to recognize that and Mm -hmm. take pauses and and things like that, to not let that dominate and then get, you you have to get out of the way, Mm -hmm. you know? And so. um, Yeah,
1: but be willing to get out of the way because of what it is, like you said, like what. What's the goal? What's the goal? Like, what are you moving towards, right? And I like to say too, like, how do you wanna feel? Like flash forward and how do you wanna feel? It's not so much like, what do you want to happen? Because we tend to think like, oh, these things need to happen in order for me to feel this way. But that's just a conditioned, you know, response or something. We condition ourselves to need something to happen in order to feel. And that's not true. That's absolutely like, excuse me, but that's absolutely like horseshit. You know, like it's just not true. You can feel how you want to feel um, or you can start with how do I want to feel at the end of this and it could be at the end of this conversation or at the um, it could even be like how do I want to feel on my deathbed right like that's another one to just bring perspective back into our lives it's not to say this is not important and again swoop it under the rug or dismiss it it's just to say like let me get more clarity in the line like what this is really about so I can help myself get there Right. Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, you're, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're removing the, the outcome and the expectations based on someone else. And you're, mm-hmm. you're actually really empowering yourself yeah. to not have that conditional um, feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in your complete control to say, you know, the way I respond. And yeah. react is completely up to me, mm-hmm. and determines, like I said, how I sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, and in yeah. this relationship, how I feel showing up. Yeah, you know, like tomorrow morning, well, am I going to wake up regretting the way I talked, mm-hmm. or am I going to wake up? Yeah, longing to be understood. Right. But feeling like at least I'm putting forth my best effort. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, and I'll also t- say too that like that those emotional hangovers is what I call them. Like <laughs> you know, whenever you're like looping through what did I just say? How did I say that? Like, or Brene Brown might call it like a vulnerability hangover, you know? Um, and, um, and so like if you're there or if you, if you did just have one of those moments also again, recognize that, Oh wow. Okay. There's something shifting within me. something I want to be more aware of. So again, if you can think what's not pleasant, then I think you can also receive those harder messages for mm. yourself. You know? Like you can you can receive them. And I like to be in complete control of those messages to myself. My mom tells a story that when I was little I would put myself in timeout.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> like
1: what? Like I'm gonna
0: beat them to the what? punishment.
1: I know. I mean like so I've had <laughs> a harsh inner critic all my life. So um so but it it's uh I'd rather be, it's like, it's more risky for someone else to tell me w- something that I don't wanna hear about myself than it is for me to tell myself, Yeah. right? So, but, but also like to balance that out, it's like sometimes I need to be like, okay, take the back seat. Thank you for trying to help me or protect me or, you know, protect my ego, yeah. right? And that can be enough to shift you into a state of being able to also like acknowledge, okay, maybe there's all these other things going on, but also I have my part, you know? So like that I have my part is the way that you can choose how you want to move forward. Like that's where we have access to the most control over like, you know, how we show up and what we invite into our lives. Um, so I think having an ability to self-observe increases our awareness, which then um, allows us to be more intentional about how we move forward or, or what types of relationships we're in yeah. and who we are in them. Well, it goes it's back not, to the very the very yeah. first
0: thing you said about it was There's at work, there's perception and intent. Mm -hmm. And you can't always impact the perception part of it, right? Mm -hmm. But you can always take control over your intent in this moment, right? Absolutely. And so... I think that's a great place to close off uh, this one. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have more conversations about communication for sure. Cause I know. It's a big that's one. Life, just, that's life. That's all of life. If, if we want to do life with others. <laughs> yeah. And we I have know. to. We have to. So, all right. Thanks for another episode here today. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this segment. Called Not Therapy with My Therapist here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and this conversation, then I would encourage you to go back and find other episodes that we've launched that are also called Not Therapy with My Therapist. Those special segments can be found if you just go to fightforbrilliance.com forward slash episodes, or of course, wherever you're listening to this, just look for the episodes that start with Not Therapy with my therapist and all the links to connect with Jessica, to connect with myself, those are inside of the show notes and give this a follow or like and subscribe wherever you're listening to it. Also, if you are tuning in on Spotify, I did notice they have a feature that says Q and A, you'll see that on the episode. You can actually click that and submit questions. And so if you want to submit questions, that's one way to do that. Like we featured here at the beginning of the episode, Uh, Or you can go to fightforbrilliance.com forward slash ask and you can submit questions there for Jessica and I to tackle on a future episode. That's it for this episode. So until next time, fight for brilliance in every area of your life.